Lecture topic: Protecting our Deen during the holidays. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, wa kafa wa salat wa salam wa ala ibadhi al-ladin astafa. Amma ba'du fa'auzu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahi rahman rahim يا أيها الذين آمنوا ادخلوا في السلم كافة ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين صدق الله العظيم Most respected students of Deen, mothers and sisters <coughs> The ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that was recited, Allah Ta'ala says, O you who believe, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, Those who are very well acquainted with the Arabic language, they understand from the very usage of the words, what is the tone in which something is being said. This is not something understandable from a translation. Literally translated, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who believe. From the translation alone, it might even sound like a kind of calling somebody to attention. Like somebody who is in authority and uh, just, just for the understanding obviously what we are trying to get at there is no way that we can draw any resemblance at all but just merely on a level of understanding somebody is on a position of very high authority so now a person is for example a commander-in-chief of an army so now if he calls out to people to now for attention, so everybody is now very tense, very attentive, they are waiting now, what's the instruction? That's one situation. So now just all you who believe, just from the translation alone, could sound to be like an instruction or somebody being called to attention. And the other situation is, just again for our understanding, this is without any resemblance of any sort, a father talking to his child who he is very attached to with affection, an affectionate address to a child. Now sometimes the child is being, the attention of the child is being called up, but now in different languages there will be some specific word. Now, Beta, for example, now, somebody is called Beta, now his name is whatever his name is, but the parent is Beta, please do something. In some other languages it will be some other word. Now that, let, that word, when somebody is addressed with that, they don't feel any tension, rather they feel affection. Because the very address is an affectionate address. It brings a, a surge of muhabbat. Now, merely from the translation, Ya Yuhalladina Amanu, it is not something that one may be able to work out, one may be able to detect or understand that this is what kind of address. It might sound like the first one. 
where somebody is being called to attention from a position of authority and now he has to snap at attention and now be waiting for the instruction. The experts of the language, they will highlight in the light of Balagat. The light of Balagat, Balagat is a science in the Arabic language which is studied in depth by those who are studying the language that this is an, a, a very affectionate address. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu is a very affectionate address. I can't pick that up alone from the translation. And therefore this is a very important point that just is on the, not the topic, but nevertheless an important point that many a times people who don't have the expertise in the Arabic language and haven't studied the sciences of Deen, various sciences of Deen, and they sit with a translation of the Quran Sharif and want to start deducing their own conclusions from ayat. One is to benefit from the general ayat of the Quran Sharif where there isn't any particular law to be deduced or any aspect to be now concluded on in the light of whatever we're reading, but to take the general message and benefit. For example, Allah Ta'ala's greatness is discussed in many, many ayat, tawheed, and likewise, akhirat, aspects of akhirat are there, jannat, jahannam. So, the aspects of the Anbiya wasalam, how they invited their people, what were the responses, what was the end result, those who obeyed, how they flourished and how they succeeded, those who disobeyed, how they became unsuccessful, they were destroyed, etc. So there's a lot of ibrat in all this and we should take that ibrat. But then there are those ayat which are of the minority number which deal with ahkam, which deal with laws. And even from the other ayat, sometimes some laws can be deduced. That is not the work of a person who is a layman. One should never ever take a chance with something like this. And this is one aspect which unfortunately with the passing of time, when everything has become so easily accessible, everything is at the fingertips, people are now taking anything, reading anything, and reading people's tafsir. Who's the people who tafsir? People who are no better than ourselves. In the sense that they too don't have that expertise to be able to make any tafsir. They perhaps maybe studied some language, little bit language course somewhere, learnt Arabic little bit. Now they became mufassir, they're writing, they can be authors. And now we pick up anything and read, and now everybody claims that they are very discerning. They're reading books of authors who don't have any real credentials in Dini knowledge. Now you're reading that and because the person is a very uh, is a good writer, can write well, can express themselves well, but it doesn't mean expressing oneself well means that everything is authentic also. Sometimes Batil is expressed in a authentic in, in what sounds to be authentic. It's Batil but but people present it in such a way that the person who doesn't know better gets carried away. This is totally off the topic, but nevertheless these things have just come up, so it is, inshallah, beneficial. There's one book which one German 
Jewish person has written in regard to a very great muhaddis, he has written other things as well, and regarding one very great muhaddis, he has cast doubt about the credibility of this muhaddis. So now, he has, I'm not even going into the details of the names of the people, etc., but just on a general note, now he's made some sweeping statements, but now written in a very, very so-called academic style. Now first, he writes in a way that is now fine, no problem, so he won the person's confidence, and then he comes along and makes some sweeping claims that this, this narrator was living in the time of the certain ruling uh, dynasty, the Umayyads, etc. And in order to win their favor, he fabricated hadith. Now he's a very high-ranking muhaddith. I just made a sweeping statement. And then make some statements which if a person doesn't have the knowledge, then he will go completely off. Now, for example, he makes a claim that this person fabricated a hadith regarding Masjid al-Aqsa, the virtue of Masjid al-Aqsa, just to win favor with the ruling people at the time. And there's no virtue of Masjid al-Aqsa narrated from anyone but him. That's a clear sign that he fabricated this. Now, if a person doesn't know better, he has no idea. Whereas, there are other narrators that relate the virtues of Masjid al-Aqsa as well. There are things which he, now now the story about, he did things to favor the ruling people at the time. There are incidents recorded in history where the ruler of the time said something and he very strongly rebuked him that you cannot do this, this is wrong. Now people who don't know it, what happens now? They just take it at face value. Oh, this person, Nauzubillah, fabricated hadith, and now he's such a high-ranking hadith, so now you can't trust what he has narrated. But then, it doesn't finish off there. What is the whole agenda? That now if the confidence in a great hadith has been broken down, it puts doubt in the mind about everybody else also. Now, subhanallah, from where to where, now the person who's reading it, he's already carried away, He's carried away and now, before he knows it, he's believing everything. Let alone about a great ranking muhaddis, even such statements were made about Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala an, such a great ranking sahabi by an orientalist. Now, written in a very, very good style, that whole book, very captivating style, right somewhere deep inside towards the end, he makes a sweeping statement. Yet, na'uzubillah, he also fabricated ahadis. So now that creates doubt about him. He was such a close sahabi of Rasulullah and he had such great, enjoyed such great confidence from Nabi Karim Now this one line, for this one line this whole book was written. Very well written. Most of it written from directly from authentic ahadith. But then all brought to the point where it could create enough confidence in the reader to now just, just swallow this also. Now if he has doubt about one Sahabi and such a high-ranking Sahabi, who is going to have confidence about any other Sahabi? 
the whole foundation of deen is being now eroded with this kind of literature and books. And people feel now it's fine to read it. What's the harm? It's a good person. Uh, sometimes it's a Muslim named person. And sometimes it is a Muslim, but that person is also off the track. But anything and everything is now good enough for us. What the whole point is, it's very dangerous. Nevertheless, this was something that came uh, without any planning to discuss this topic. From this note, that the address that Allah, Allah Ta'ala has given in this ayat, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, it is not something that is being said like an instruction. Like somebody is now taking somebody else to task. This is a very affectionate address. Allah is addressing His true believers. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. And then Allah Ta'ala says, Udkhulu fissilmi kaffa. So now who's being spoken to? The believers, the mu'mineen. And Allah Ta'ala is addressing them and saying, Udkhulu fissilmi kaffa. Enter into Islam fully. So now we are being addressed. You and I, we, the ummah, the believers, the mu'mineen, people who have iman. Iman is deep down in the heart. Nobody can see anybody else's iman. Somebody claims they have iman, they recite the kalima, they claim to believe in all the fundamentals of deen, nobody can refute that. If the person perchance is just saying it from the tongue only, Na'uzubillah, he's a munafiq, he doesn't have iman in his heart, but he's claiming it with his tongue, he's reciting the kalima, he's claiming to believe all the fundamentals of deen, he's even performing salah, doing all the outward things, but he doesn't have iman in his heart, he's devoid of belief. Then regardless of what his external self might be, what he might claim, but he is devoid of iman. Such a person, in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرْكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّارِ The believers will be the deepest point of hell, because they are the most harmful, the, the, the munafiqeen. The munafiqeen will be in the deepest part of hell, because they are the most harmful. In any case, what the point is, that Iman nobody can see. On the day of Qiyamah all the reality will come out. Who had Iman, who didn't have Iman. But Islam is the outer expression of Iman. Meaning, fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala. So all the things Allah has commanded, now that is being lived. So now Allah has commanded Salah, so Iman is in the heart, this Iman on the, on the compulsion of Salah, but now physically a person is fulfilling this. That's Islam now, the physical fulfillment of this command. And fasting and Hajj and Zakat and all the Muhammad and the Mu'asharat etc. So the ex- outer expression, how one, one's appearance, one's manner, one's conduct, one's words, one's deeds, all this is part of Islam. Islam is not confined to any one portion of deen, one portion of life. It governs every aspect of life. Allah Ta'ala is saying, O you who believe, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, Udkhulu fissilmi kafa. Enter into Islam fully. Don't enter into Islam only in the, in the aspect of ibadat and forget about the rest.
or don't only enter into Islam in the aspect of, for example, charity. Somebody, mashallah, is very charitable and very helpful to people in general, very, very, uh, always ready to be of the assistance to anyone. Mashallah, excellent. But then that person forgot about ibadat, is not fulfilling the other commandments of Allah Ta'ala. So that person too is not fully into deen, is only to one portion of deen. Which is very rewarding, but the reward of that will be given, but if the rest of it is in a not fulfilled, there will be a, a major problem. And that could end up taking a person to Jahannam Allah forbid. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, enter into Islam fully. What does this fully mean? Enter into Islam in totality, it refers to that, number one, whoever we are, obviously this comes out without saying it, that whoever we may be, whichever walk of life we come from, meaning our background, or what is our current social standing, somebody is a king, or somebody is a subject, somebody is very wealthy, or is poor, Somebody is very strong physically or he is weak physically. Somebody is very well known and famous or is unknown. Somebody is a businessman or is a carpenter. Whatever he might be, so whoever he might be, then wherever he might be, whether he is in the masjid, whether he is at home, from the streets, he is in somebody else's business, he is in the marketplace somewhere, wherever he might be. And then whatever time of day or night or the year or the week or the month it might be. Meaning in all moments of life. So whether it is a Monday or a Sunday, whether it is the Weekend or the midweek, whether it is January or December, whether it might be the middle of Ramadan or whether it might be the middle of a holiday, regardless of who it might be, regardless of where he might be, and regardless of when it is that this is now, he is in a certain place, so that when, time, so the time, the place, and the person, regardless, Allah is addressing all, for every occasion, and for every moment in time, Allah is addressing every believer, that no matter who you may be, no matter what your financial position is, what your social standing might be, anything else, and no matter where you are, whether you are in your own home, or you are somewhere out of your home, or wherever you may be, and regardless of the time, of which time of the year, which time of the month, which time of the week, whether it's coinciding with Ramadan, or it's a time of Jumu'ah, or whether it is some other day, or whether it is the 24th or 25th of December, or whether it is the 1st of January, or the 30th, 31st of December, regardless of everything. You are a mu'min. And when you are a mu'min, then udkhulu fi silmi kafa. 
you enter into Islam fully, in totality, at all times, in all places, without exception. And in every condition, in every condition, in every place, and at any time, you are a mu'min, live with your Islam. Live with your Islam in totality. Don't compromise anything about your deen. For any place, for any time, for anybody. Because you are a mu'min. And as a mu'min, you will keep up your deen at all times. This is what the Quran Sharif is saying to us. This is what Allah Ta'ala is addressing us with. That you are my special servants. You are the mu'mineen. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu. O you who believe. As mentioned, this is a very affectionate address. With affection, Allah is addressing His special servants, the mu'mineen. Enter into Islam fully. So now, as we mentioned, any place, any time, now we are heading into a very sensitive time, a very delicate time, the time of the so-called holiday, we are not far off. We need to have our minds in the right direction from now. Can you imagine if a person now, because the holidays are approaching, so now somebody is beginning to start planning something. Planning what? Beginning to start planning how to live. Now this is a very broad statement, but we'll understand it in context just now. Somebody is planning how to live in a way that a Muslim is not supposed to live. To make it a little bit more clear, which sounds a little bit harsh, somebody is planning how to spend some part of his day or night or week, Allah knows best how much, in the style of the non-Muslims. Allah Ta'ala is saying, O oh, you who believe, enter into Islam fully. Now, mashallah, at this point in time now, especially because it's exam time, we've probably entered into Islam more than other times. Because exam time now, we're worried about how we're going to fail the exams. So now we're making more salah, making our salah better as well, making some tasbihat, making some dua, making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. Now we don't want the barakat to come out of our effort now, so we stopped some haram that we might have been involved in previously. In itself, mashallah, very good. All this is very good. Allah Ta'ala increased the tawfiq. But now we're currently in this mode. We're currently in this mode of where we are more conscious. We are living Islam better. But now, somebody now has got a few three moments, the weekend now, and thinking now, okay, another ten days time, two weeks time, whatever the time period is, three weeks time, the holidays will be here. What am I going to do? Okay, we're already planning something, we're talking to somebody else. Planning what? Planning things which the non-Muslims do. Planning things which the disbelievers do. Which Muslims don't do. So what are we saying? That for that period of time, na'uzubillah, summa na'uzubillah, I'm planning to live not in my Iman, Iman is there, mashallah, but on a practical level like a disbeliever. So planning to live like a disbeliever. 
نعوذ باللہ من ذالک اللہ تعالیٰ saying live as a Muslim we say no for this period of time just leave me aside I want to live as a disbeliever نعوذ باللہ سمہ نعوذ باللہ now outwardly sometimes these things are taken for granted very very casual and because people take it in a very light way so what that becomes a few days here and there mustn't become too serious about life everybody else is having fun but Allah forbid people in their so called fun in that fun it was no fun when they suddenly left this world they suddenly left that world in a moment something happened something some calamity took place Allah save us Allah protect us some accident happened person was on the way to a venue of haram and with people involved in haram in a vehicle and it crashed and the person passed away now gradually the, the stories are coming out this is where they were headed to and this is what was going on in the car at that time and this was the music that was being listened to and this was the what people were involved in at that time in that vehicle and now in this accident the person passed away Allah make everybody's makhirat but is that fun? is that funny? we cannot take chances with our iman we don't take chances with our life do we walk down a dangerous road and even armed but deliberately no, no reason to do that and a person is going at night alone down a dangerous road every other day you're hearing about there's somebody getting mugged there somebody getting murdered there somebody getting kidnapped there every other day the police also not coming there because they're finding it too dangerous because nowadays the police also need security so now people hire some private security to protect the police there's some police station they say there's private security looking after it so this is now the halat that we are living in so now even the police are not going down that road because you know it's too dangerous this is sounding a little bit maybe funny but these are realities there are places where people have called for some help from the police they say no it's a very dangerous area we don't come so now this person is still going deliberately in such a dangerous area will it be thinkable let alone unarmed he won't even go armed in such a place now for our life we don't take chances for our property for our wealth for other things small things trivial things too we don't take chances for our imam be ready to take a chance that is very dangerous that is extremely dangerous so now Allah Ta'ala is saying don't make such plans you make a plan of how to live Islam in its totality so we are weak, we all have our weaknesses the plan, that ongoing plan, how I'm going to improve on this what is the next step to get forward to move ahead not planning how to move backwards not planning how to go to places of haram which will take us backwards we are planning now, this will be happening, that will happen, this soak and that fair and this other activity here and that there we know what kind of environments exist in these places and what need does, do we, does a person have to be in such places? It is either some greed, not need. Greed for some entertainment, for some fun, or greed for some, uh, some prizes are being promised here, and it's all just greed. We're putting the iman on the line for some material gain. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So, this is a time now to become very alert, to become concerned. The minimum that we must be doing and with immediate effect so to say 
from immediately we should be putting this into practice and action, daily spend at least a few minutes, two, three minutes, making dua. Ya Allah, enable me to enter into Islam in totality. Ya Allah, help me to plan to become a better Muslim, not to move in reverse, not to plan how to live as a non-Muslim, not to be planning activities of haram, not to be planning to go to places of sin and vice, not to be planning to go to environments that are harmful for Iman and for Deen, to start making this dua daily. Inshallah our Mawlimas will identify a time for us to spend two to three minutes daily in a supervised situation where we will engage ourselves in dua and ask for the protection of our Iman, the protection of our Deen, for progress in deen, for being able to uphold Islam in every place, every time. We are all weak, we have our weaknesses, but we have to start moving in this direction. And the starting point is sincere, deep, heartfelt dua. One is lip service dua. From the depth of our heart, to be begging Allah wa ta'ala, to be asking, Ya Allah, I am very weak, I am extremely weak, but Ya Allah, with your help, Every obstacle can be overcome. Allah, all these obstacles are in my way. People are inviting me towards sinful things. Somebody is offering to pay to take me to sinful places. Somebody is sending me messages to now entice me towards haram things. And all kinds of things are happening. But Ya Allah, I want to be the person who you have addressed. Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu, O you who believe. Enter into Islam fully. And I want to be that person who has fulfilled this command of yours. Allah, you help me. Make dua for ourselves, dua for our families, dua for our colleagues, our friends, dua for everybody, dua for the entire ummah. We make this dua. And Allah give us tawfiq, we even make turakat nafil, salatul haja, and then make dua. Give some sadaqah. Every now and again, even if it is 20 cents, 50 cents, every other day, once in a week, give some 50 cents as sadaqah, one brand in sadaqah. With this, that Ya Allah, with the barakat of, between you and Allah Ta'ala, and mashallah, generally, somebody giving one brand sadaqah, it's hard to be insincere about it. Somebody giving 100 rand in sadaqah, some riya can creep in. But not that we shouldn't give more, we should try to give more also. But even that one rand, now somebody is giving one rand in sadaqah, who, who's going to boast about one rand? But the barakat is in the sincerity. And that sincere sadaqah, with the barakat of it, Allah Ta'ala will open the doors out for us. And will remove the obstacles from the path. And will give the tawfiq of righteousness. So these are some general, very simple a'mal, to start off immediately, to make dua, salatul haja, some sadaqa. Then number two, as we said, we are heading towards this very dangerous time, very very dangerous time, dangerous for iman, for amal. How many people in this kind of time of the year lost their iman? They lost their entire deen. These are very tragic realities, unfortunately. People lost apart from their Iman and Deen, which is the most important thing, people lost their marriages too. People lost their dunya as well. People lost so many things. Now we cannot approach this time in a casual manner. 
we have to become very concerned, very, very concerned, and turn to Allah Ta'ala, earnestly. So one is dua, and salatul haja, together with that a lot of istighfar, a lot of istighfar. In times that we are generally unable to do many other things, for example, somebody is traveling somewhere, so at that time, it may be difficult to do many other things, but to be reciting istighfar at that time, what's difficult about that? So if he didn't recite from the beginning of that journey till the end, but at least half the time, at least quarter the time, not even quarter the time, at least one-tenth of the time, what's difficult about that? But the barakat of it is tremendous. The benefits are very great. So to start making istighfar, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, but consciously, consciously feeling it coming from the depth of the heart. And inshallah we will see what a tremendously great benefit this will bring. Inshallah our muallimas will also in the time now, a few days left, they will ask us daily about it, how much istighfar we made for the day, the previous day, and who's doing it consciously, who's doing it properly, so to increase the istighfar as well. So dua, they'll ask us about dua as well, they'll ask us about istighfar as well. And Salatul Haja, Allah gives tawfiq, whoever manages to do that as well, all the better. Then the other thing is, together with doing this ourselves, we bring this message home. But how? So now for example, we will go home, we will inform our parents, our families, in a very nice way, very very good way, merely for a start, inform them. That mashallah, this is the dua you are making nowadays. This is the a'mal you have commenced because now you want to be safe in the so-called holiday period. So you are making dua, Allah Ta'ala save you from going to any places of vice, any places of sin, save you from all haram, keep you as a upright Muslim at all times, all places. You are talking about the lesson you have learned and which inshallah you have started practicing. And you're merely sharing this lesson and sharing what you have, alhamdulillah, started practicing. Don't give any instructions to anybody. The point is to get the message. The message is not always by means of some instruction. As a child, you don't ever instruct your elders, your parents. But getting a message, so there's many ways of getting a message. By saying what you have started practicing on, that tool get the message. And now when you are practicing on this, and you are talking about it from time to time, inshallah it's going to have an impact on others also. That this young person, she is now taking mashallah so much of concern to try and protect her iman, protect her deen, we should be doing the same. We try to get the talim going in the home. That is what will become a means of inspiration for everybody. The talim of the fazail kitabs, we start that off. We want some advice in that regard. We check with our Muallimas. Inshallah they will guide us. So this is the way forward. This is how we are going to now have to build ourselves up. So that by the time the so-called holiday period comes, we are strong enough to withstand all the temptations of nafs and shaitan. And in fact, we become the... We will defeat nafs and shaitan at their treacherous game. And we become among those who live up to this command of Allah Ta'ala. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanud khulu fis silmi kaffa.
and be further wala tattabi'u khutwati shaitan Allah Ta'ala says don't follow in the footsteps of shaitan he is an open enemy to you so how we are going to be standing for Islam and being upright in deen and getting into Islam entering into Islam in totality we will have to avoid following in the footsteps of shaitan following the footsteps of shaitan then we cannot be on deen in totality so Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq we should start off these amal from today, in fact, now we spend a few minutes immediately in dua, in some istighfar, and then we keep up with these amal, inshallah. Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu, wa laka al-shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk, anta kama asnayta ala nafsik. Allahu la ilaha illa huwa al-hayyu al-qayyum, wa'anati al-wujuhu lil-hayyu al-qayyum. يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين الحمد لله رب العالمين